Hello, this is Pastor Corey Ehrman. You're listening to my podcast. I hope it blesses, encourages, and inspires you. I pray that the Holy Spirit will touch you through this teaching. Thank you for tuning in, and God bless. But I felt something stirring in my spirit this morning, and I'm going to say a statement, and I believe it's going to really, really help some people because this is something that the Lord has really quickened in my spirit to share with you concerning faith. Now, of course, we spent a lot of time on the subject of faith, and we know that faith is not just a doctrine or a teaching. Faith is a spirit, right? We have to have a spirit of faith. The Bible says we have the same spirit of faith. We believe God's word. We speak God's word. That's the spirit of faith, believes and speaks God's word. So faith is alive. Faith is a living, breathing, spiritual force. It's a substance. But here's the statement I'm going to make, and this is going to help some of you. Faith does not make things easy. Faith makes things possible. Faith does not make things easy. Faith makes things possible. And that's very important for you to understand because I deal with people all the time. And even in my own personal life, I've gone through times where, you know, you have a faith crisis because your faith is challenged. That's all a faith crisis is. It's just when your faith is challenged. And then you think, you know, what happened? You know, I mean, I thought it was going to be easy. And it's not going to be easy. It's going to be a fight. Bible says, also talks about the fight of faith. Spirit of faith, you, you're, 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 and the Bible talks about your faith being tested and proven. So sometimes Christians have this idea that, you know, things are going to be easy because they're in faith, and then they come through a rough patch. Anybody ever been through a rough patch? Okay. Maybe you're going through a rough patch right, right now. You know, there you go. We got a hand. Somebody's honest. On the other hand, all right. Well, you're going to go through some tough times, you know. But here's the thing. When the going gets tough, the tough get going. And so you need to toughen up. That's what faith is. Faith is actually toughening up in your spirit, man. You know, it's not just toughening up physically. It's toughening up in your spirit. And just like you need resistance and and weight that you need to lift to strengthen your physical muscles, you're going to need to have to have some resistance, and you're going to have to have some challenges. You're going to have to have some heavy lifting for your spirit, for your spiritual faith muscles to be strengthened. And so if you're looking for easy, you're never going to grow in faith. I mean, if you're lifting at one pound, you're not going to really build muscle. And you've been lifting that one-pound dumbbell for the last 20 years. You're not going to build any muscle. You know, you need to have to get to eventually that five-pound dumbbell and then, and then the 10-pound. You know, and the, the same thing. And, and, and when it comes to giving, it takes faith to give. And all these people out there who want to discredit tithing and, oh, it's under the law. It's, we're not under the law. Listen, it has nothing to do with the law. Even the law required faith. Everything in the law required faith. But we know that it, tithing began before the law and actually started with Abraham 400 plus years before the law when Abraham gave a tenth or one-tenth, one 10%, a tithe of all things to Melchizedek, priest of the Most High God, king of righteousness, prince of peace. 
And of course, we hear that the, and, and Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him as righteousness. So it's the righteousness that comes by faith. That is our walk. That's the faith walk, the righteousness of God that comes by faith. Righteousness that is imputed to us, righteousness that's credited to us, righteousness that is gifted to us by God's grace when we operate by faith. So it takes faith to give, and it takes fear to pull back from giving. And that's sometimes what happens to people when they go through a rough patch. One of the first things they stop doing is they stop giving. When I go through a rough patch, I increase my giving. I attack that thing. I'm like, devil, you think you're going to do that to me? I'm going to give even more. I'm going to sow more seed. I'm not backing down on this thing. You're not going to discourage me. I'm going to give more. Ah, we're just going through a tough time, you know, right now. And I've heard this over the years, many, 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 many times. In the ministry, we've had different partners that partner with different projects, television and outreaches, missions work in Turkey and other nations. And, and whenever there was an economic uh, downturn in America or Europe, wherever it was, I mean, the, one of the first things I heard, you know, we just won't be able to give as much. We're going to have to cut down on our giving because, you know, right now we're going through a recession. You know, every single time. There was any kind of recession, any kind of whatever. I'm sorry. I know that we don't have a recession right now because the White House has redefined recession. Sorry about that. But anyways, whenever there was a recession, what did I do? I opted out. Just say, I opt out. It's not my recession. It's, not, it's the world's recession. The kingdom of God is never in a recession. The kingdom of God, there is no poverty in the kingdom of God. There is no lack in the kingdom of God. There is no economic crisis in the kingdom of God. God's not having to uh, sell one of the pearly gates to make a payment on the throne room. He's not behind on bills. Amen. God is never in lack. The kingdom of God is never in lack. There's no shortage in the kingdom of God. And it takes faith to give because faith connects you with the kingdom of God. Fear connects you with the kingdom of man. And that's exactly what they're trying to do with the news, the media, everything constantly pumping out the false prophets of the world system, the antichrist system, the false prophets of media, and all the false prophets in government and wherever else, the celebrities and all these wicked people that are part of a wicked demonic agenda. They're constantly pumping out fear, shortage, lack, because they want you to get into a spirit of fear because when you're in a spirit of fear, you're under the dominion of the prince of the power of the air. You come, you, you attack yourself to the kingdom of man when you are in fear but when you are in faith you detach yourself from the kingdom of man you detach yourself from the world and you connect yourself with the kingdom of God where there is no shortage where there is no lack come on somebody if you believe it get up on your feet give a shout to the Lord hallelujah we operate by faith we're not in fear. We're not going to get into fear. We, we disconnect ourselves from the world. See, the kingdom of God, man is going to be shaken. The world is going to be shaken. Everything that must be shaken will be shaken. And if you're attached to the kingdom of man, you're holding on to the kingdom of man, you're going to be shaken with it. But if you're detached from it, all, all the things around you will be shaken, but you'll be standing on the rock. A thousand will fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but nothing shall come near you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So faith is not going to make things easy. Faith is going to make things possible. 
What the world says is impossible will be possible for you. All things are possible for those who believe. So you just need to do your job. You're a believer, so believe. Any believers in the house here today? Do your job. Believe, believe, believe. Walk by faith. Trust God. Hallelujah. Take your eyes off of circumstances. Don't look upon the circumstances. Don't listen. Don't listen to the world. Don't watch the things. Protect your eye gate. Protect your ear gate. And stay in faith. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 tells us, Now faith. Faith is always in the now. Is a substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. And sometimes what happens is when you're going through a tough time, your faith gets shaken, you tend to lose hope, and then you tend to get into that place where the enemy wants you to live called the land of despair. Anybody ever been there, camped out there, built a house there? Tear that thing down. Move out of the land of despair. Move into the land of promise. Don't get stuck in the land of despair where you're hopeless and your faith won't work because you just had something tough happen to you because you thought that just because you believe God, things were going to be easy. <laughs> if faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, then where God is taking you, you haven't seen it yet. And the Bible says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the things that God has in store for those who love him. But don't stop there. The next verse says, but all these things are revealed to us by the Holy Spirit, whom God has given us. We have not been given the spirit of the world, but we've been given the spirit of God, the spirit of sonship. The spirit of the world is the spirit of fear, spirit of poverty, spirit of lack. But the spirit of God is the spirit of prosperity, abundance, blessing, overflow, hallelujah, victory. So detach yourself from the world and don't get into fear. Don't say, well, you know, I just can't give right now because I'm going through a tough time. That's actually when you really need to give. Because you know what? When you give and you're going through a tough time, that's actually what it takes faith to do that. That's why we find throughout the Bible that people were, that were in that tough time, when they gave, they saw the supernatural increase and multiplication of breakthrough. Look at Isaac who sowed seed in the land of famine and in the same year he reaped a hundredfold. Who sows seed in famine when there is no rain, when there is, a, when there is a shortage, when there is lack? Who sows seed? People will do the opposite. The world will mock you when you do that. But he sowed seed because he came in the opposite spirit. And I preached a message here some months ago saying coming in the opposite spirit. You got to always come in the opposite spirit of the world. And sometimes you're going to have to come in the opposite spirit of the main of mainstream Christianity. To me, to me, the word mainstream means compromised. Mainstream media, compromised. Mainstream Christianity, compromised. Lukewarm, complying with the world. You're going to have to, you're going to have to go swim upstream. Any dead fish can float downstream but it takes a live one to to swim upstream against the current so you're going to have to have living faith you're going to have to have the faith that's going to 
propel you, the kind of faith that moves mountains, but the kind of faith when the tough gets going and you have challenges, you're going to gird up your loins like a believer and say bless God I'm going through this God's going to give me a way out the Lord is with me I'm coming through on the other side hallelujah Jesus told the disciples get in the boat and get to the other side they get in the boat they're getting to the other side in the middle of the way the storm breaks out and they're panicking oh my God what are we going to do we're going to die and they're making no progress. They're stuck in the middle of the lake because there's a storm. The winds and the waves that are contrary are buffeting against them, pushing against them. And they're, they're rowing and they're rowing. And they're, I mean, they're just worn out. They've run out of strength. They can't even row anymore because they can't make any progress. They're stuck. And then here comes Jesus walking on the water. Same circumstances. Come on now. Same circumstances, same lake, same storm, but Jesus is walking on the water. It wasn't all nice and calm where Jesus was walking. Jesus was walking on the same exact lake with the waves and the wind. He comes to them and they see him and they're afraid. See, they were already in fear. So they see Jesus and they're projecting the same fear against Jesus. So don't project that fear of your circumstances to God. Come on, somebody. It takes faith to walk with God. Jesus comes on the water, and they see him. They think they saw a ghost. Watching too many Hollywood movies. Is that a ghost? No, it's the Holy Ghost coming at you. Jesus coming in the power of the Holy Ghost. And he says, why are you afraid? Why do you fear? The Bible says in that story that the moment Jesus got in the boat, now watch this, it's actually a contradiction of grammar. The Bible sometimes actually breaks... Um, grammatical structure you know why because faith doesn't fit the grammatical structure it says the moment he got in the boat he says the moment they received him and he got in the boat he says now they were on the seashore where they were supposed to get to and I did the calculation it was about eight nautical miles in, a, in the blink of an eye, it happened so fast that it was now, but it was in the past and the present at the same time. Past and the present came together. Now they were. No, you would say now they are. It says now they were. And if you get some literature, English grammar expert, they'll go, nah, that Bible can't be right. Because look, it's, it's, if God is so perfect, why is there a grammatical error? Because of faith. By faith, they were supernaturally accelerated. And it happened so fast. Past and the present came together. I would say they, they hit a rough patch in the middle of the lake. In the storm, they're worn out. They're in fear. 
They're finished. But here comes Jesus, the word, and he says, come on, what, why do you fear? Amen. And the moment they receive the word, see, receiving Jesus in the boat is like receiving the word into your life. When you receive the word of God, it creates faith. That's why sometimes you hear people say, wow, the Bible doesn't make sense. It's not supposed to make sense. It's supposed to make faith. And faith takes you out of the sense realm into the realm of the supernatural, into the realm of the impossible. Where things that are not easy become possible. I tell you before the end, la bossa carada, riesto poroman brianda la baseke, eriando maranda la baseke, riesto balacole. Before the end of the year, some of you are gonna be so supernaturally accelerated. God is gonna pack into the next three months, three years worth of a quick work. There shall be a quickening. There shall be an acceleration. If you will receive this word right now, if Jesus is going to get in your boat and you're going to be accelerated, accelerated out of that storm, you're going to be accelerated out of that rough patch, you're going to be accelerated and what was hard is going to be possible, what was impossible is going to manifest in the name of Jesus. Come on, say, I receive it. I receive that word. Glory to God. Glory to God. Somebody is going to manifest some breakthrough in this place. Hallelujah. 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 So don't give up. Ah, things have been hard. Good. Ah, we need a miracle. Oh, really? Has it come to that? Oh my God, we need a miracle. No. Really? You mean, you mean we need divine intervention? Faith doesn't make things easy. It makes them possible. And if your faith is being challenged, it's good. So I know sometimes people come to me, Pastor, and they, I think they expect sympathy. And I'm like, I'm so glad you're going through that right now. They're like, huh? No. Because I know. I know the test that they're going through. And if they will just hold on to the word of God, if they will stay in faith, they're going to see the breakthrough. God's word never fails. Whatever he has spoken shall be accomplished. He watches over her, his word to perform it. Hallelujah. So if you're going through some challenges, and I'm going to take authority over some hindering spirits. I sense there have been some spirits sent on assignment from hell 
to hinder some things in your life and you've just kind of allowed it. You just kind of thought it was just circumstances or whatever, but you need to rise up in authority and faith and take authority. In the name of Jesus, I take authority over every hindering spirit that has been coming against you, spirits that have come to put fear into you, to stop you, spirits that have come to hold you back, spirits that have come to hinder the blessing, hinder the work, hinder your progress in the name of Jesus. I break that assignment of the enemy in Jesus' name right now. You take your foul and filthy hands off of what belongs to us, devil. And I call in the full harvest right now to manifest. And I thank you that your angels are released to go on behalf of these precious saints. These ministering spirits will go out and cause the harvest to come in in Jesus' mighty name. We break every assignment of hell against your mind, against your body, against your emotions, against your family, against your children, against your finances, against your business, against the church, right now in the name of Jesus. You, you, you foul and filthy thing, we break your power. You feel how your spirit's lifted now? How many of you feel how your spirit's lifted? Yeah, that's what faith does. Faith lifts you. Faith lifts you up. Despair brings you down. It's designed to pull you down into the pit. Do not forget any of his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities, heals all your diseases, and lifts your life, redeems your life, brings your life up from the pit. So come out from the pit of despair right now in Jesus' name. Come out from the pit of hopelessness right now in the name of Jesus. Rise up, you Christian. Rise up, you believer. God's got big things for you. The devil's a liar. That scumbag. That thug. We call you out. You found out, you strong man. We bind you. We take authority over your lies. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for tuning into my podcast. I hope that you have been blessed. I would like for you to consider two things. Number one, subscribe to our show to receive notifications of our new podcasts. Number two, support our ministry of reaching the nations with revival by clicking on the link in the description or visiting our website, riverwpb.com. Thank you for tuning in. Look forward to you joining our next podcast. God bless you.